Once again, I prevail. Knew that was over from the day I dropped my pre-sale. Welcome up in. Happy Tuesday. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe. Here on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the show where we hit all the trending topics across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. I, of course, am your host, Jill Monroe. And on this good Tuesday, I hope that you are relaxed, you are comfortable, and ready to get into the topics for the evening. Of course, before we do, let me remind you that you can add a visual to this audio experience by hitting up the YouTube chat. It's always active. You can follow us on social media everywhere, KBLA 1580. Hit me up at Stiletto Jill. And if at any point during this conversation you want to add your two cents, call us, 800-920-1580. We would love to hear from you. There's also an app. You can download that, you know, get into it, listen at your leisure, all of that good stuff. So let me let you know what we are going to be getting into this evening because... It's a good one. It's a lot. And um, real quick, shout out to that Nipsey Rocks in the middle. Always got to give it up to Nip, you know. Um, so tonight, Married to Medicine. It is a popular Bravo show. It features doctors, both male and female. And recently, an old clip has resurfaced of one of the doctors on there, Dr. Jackie. She's an obstetrician gynecologist and she says that when black women go to the doctor they have to stop being so dramatic and exaggerating their pain we're going to get into was that responsible as a comment to make as a doctor knowing the black woman's mortality rate when it comes to childbirth and all the health care issues that black women run up against is that something that, you know, we need to be putting out into the atmosphere? We're also sticking with a reality TV show theme. <laughs> Going to get into a new castmate on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Anne-Marie Wiley. She is the wife of former NFL star Marcellus Wiley. And on the show, she recently revealed that Marcellus said that he married her because she's an eight all around. She's not a smart 10, you know, a couple of other things. We'll get into the comments specifically, but we heard Stephen A say just a week ago that men should pursue a strong seven because there's room to grow. And I want to get into, is the rating system outdated? Should we still be applying these things? Do they matter? Do we really utilize that when we're picking a mate? So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into Rihanna had a party last night, y'all, out here in L.A., and she revealed a couple of things on the red carpet in interviews, but one of them was her biggest fashion ick. So I want to get into that and a little bit about what you think she means by it. Spoiler alert, it's nothing too bad, you guys, but I want to talk about it. We're also going to have a little Dwight Howard update. He has released a statement through his lawyer. We have a Lizzo update, you know, lots of legal updates. Seems like the end of the year has really been, you know, law and order heavy. Lots and lots of civil and criminal situations. We are a litigious society, so, you know, we get it in. We also 
I have a Jeffrey Epstein update. Not sure if you're familiar with that case, but we'll get into a little bit about what that case mean um, is and a ruling that has come down that has some people pique their interest. And there is a former NFL player that was arrested for robbing and stealing at gas stations. Strong-armed robbery. Hit a few around the city. So we're going to give you details on that, plus more, you know, the trending topics and headlines. But before we get into all of that, you know that we have to discuss a few conversation starters. These are topics, things that we don't have enough time to get into all of the way. But because I want to keep you in the know, you need to be aware. So first up. Are you into the Greyhound bus? Have you ever taken a Greyhound bus? A lot of people utilize it for transportation. There's people that don't fly. It's cheaper. It sometimes goes to cities that, you know, may not regularly be serviced. Well, there's an increasing problem facing the 60 million people that depend on Greyhound buses, right? Not just Greyhound, Travelways, Megabus, etc. They're really... A key part of our transportation system, right? They hold, carry twice the number of people who um, get on Amtrak every year, right? And they hit up various spots, like I said, that aren't normally necessarily serviced to other areas. Well, a bunch of cities have started closing the terminals. They're rapidly closing and being bought up by real estate developers. So, Terminals in Houston, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Tampa, Louisville, Charlottesville, Portland, Portland, Oregon, that is, and other downtown depots have closed down in recent years. There are hubs like Chicago and Dallas that are going to be closing in the near future. And a lot of the companies have relocated their stops far away from city centers and they're not accessible to the general public. Um, they're doing it because of high operating costs, government underfunding, and hedge fund buyers buying up the real estate. So what's going to happen next? We're going to get into a little bit more about that. And, of course, we're going to get into Dr. Jackie's comments on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Joel Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Joel Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So prior to our information break. We were getting into the closure of certain Greyhound terminals. What I can also mention is that for the last year, Greyhound suspended service in cities like Jackson, Mississippi, which we know is predominantly black. Also Little Rock, Arkansas. So it is impacting us. Not very many other options. So just something that you want to keep your eye on because, um, as we expand, we are becoming more closed off in certain ways. So in addition to that, um, do you have any dealings with Infinity? A security breach has been exposed and the personal data of nearly all of Infinity's provider of, you know, they provide the Internet. All of their customers, all 36 million people, including account usernames, passwords, answers to their security questions, etc., has been breached and is online. So if you were involved with that, you had dealings with them, you might want to check your passwords, update them. Now's a good time. It's the end of the year. I know it's cumbersome. 
how do you this is an interesting thing because for me for years I was fearful about how I kept my passwords like I didn't feel comfortable putting them in my phone because I was like what if somebody hacks my phone for a while I started putting them as like contacts in my contact thing but then I got confused because I couldn't find them sometimes so how do you keep up with your passwords? I know our computers keep them, our phones keep them, but do you have a written list someplace? Do you like keep a spreadsheet? I had a spreadsheet for a minute, but then again, that got confusing. So, you know, I feel it. Shout out to Terry Terry. Um, he is in the chat. He wants me to make sure that I mention and well, I don't have all the details of it, but I know that there was a vote that happened in Colorado that means that Donald Trump will not be included on the ballot for presidential election next year. Again, I don't know the details. I saw something flash across my screen. I didn't get involved in all of that, but I know that one of the wonderful shows on the station, they will get into it and provide you with the accurate commentary that you need to fulfill you in that manner. Okay. So I appreciate you though, Terry. And, um, you know, anything that puts Trump on his heels, we appreciate, right? Because we're not playing those games again. Some people are. Um, shout out to Tubi. They have announced a partnership with the WNBA. They will be creating documentary series that will highlight the lives of the WNBA players. They're going to start with players like Brianna Stewart, Cheryl Swoops, who obviously is a legend, and a bunch more. Um, it's called Shattered Glass. There's also going to be a documentary, sorry, that is called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story, which is the Women's National Basketball Players Association, which is the union that um, supports the players that are in the WNBA. We've heard a lot about the NBPA with the NBA players, NFL, et cetera. Every professional sports um, league has a separate union. So interested to see the development. You know, the league has been in effect for a little over 25 years at this point, and we've seen a great deal of change, excitement around the games, and a changing attitude approach it. So we'll see what comes from Tubi. I'm telling you guys, people laugh at Tubi, but they forget, one, Tubi is owned by Fox. So it's backed by big dollars, right? You don't realize that Fox bought into Tubi some time ago. So if you are a filmmaker, right, this is just a suggestion. This is I have no dealings with Tubi, although we do do our Tubi movie reviews. That's just fine. But they are putting a lot of money into emerging audiences, new filmmakers, things of that nature. Tap in now before you know how it goes. They utilize us to build it up. And then next thing you know, crickets. Andy? It would be Fox to own a network like Tubi that airs a lot of ratchetness. It's, so here's the thing. Tubi is very diverse. What has gotten popular, of yes, is the ratchet nature of those films, and that's a genre. They also have a heavy faith-based section in there, right? They have an LB, you, you guys know, and this is no disrespect. I might forget a letter, but you get what I'm saying. They have LBTQ, right? LG. LG, okay, I'm forgetting. How can I forget the G? That's 
the obvious one at any rate because I'm women first always I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking um but they do and they are investing in other areas they just we talked about this briefly the other day they've done a deal with DC Comics to air a lot of their content there in first run format so Listen, they have this section, yes, but they are doing some other things. And Tubi is up to 75 million active um, subscribers or users, I should say. 75 active users per month. That's a lot of reach, a lot of eyeballs, you know. So I would pay attention to the moves that are being made. That is more than some traditional networks and cable networks get as far as viewership. And um, listen, things are changing. So if you choose to just stick with the rachet of it, right, then that's all you're going to see, right? But you can venture off into other areas. They do licensing deals, so you can find your old TV shows there, your old movies, right? So, I don't know, venture out, get into it. And if you are a filmmaker of some sort, you know, maybe dive in because they are giving dollars to individuals that are, um, you know, producing films and stuff. There's a process, of course, and different things, but... Look into it, Andy. I was going to say, shout out to Peacock. I don't know if they've done a deal with some of these Tubi uh, flicks, but uh, this past weekend I came across this one. I believe it's a series called The Dirty D. I don't know if you've heard about it. The Dirty D. Did we talk about that on here? I'm wondering if y'all did because I'm over here watching it with my lady and I'm just like, this is like a bootleg uh, P-Valley or something like that. But it was, you know, it was. It was, it, it was it, so, yes, The Dirty D. It was quite captivating. <laughs> was on Tubi first. Yeah. And then it got licensed over there. We did talk about it. We talked about it. Um, that was one of the first, honestly, to be things that we discussed on our really? to be okay. feature night so okay. i'm late to the game i was i was just surprised to see that type of content on peacock and as i'm watching it for the first time i'm just like why does this why does this look like something that would be on tubi and then when i went ahead and did my research or whatnot apparently it was on tubi that you it know, was transferred on to peacock so i don't know maybe peacock is trying to uh take some of Tubi's steam a little bit well i i think it, it, just naturally, you think about one of the top series that aired on Peacock. It's two of them in the most recent times have been what? The Best Man, The Final Chapters, and Bel Air. So they, they've they had other successes. but And listen, the Bravo shows, Married to Medicine, which we're going to talk a little bit about, the Real Housewives shows, all of those are also on Peacock. So... Again, when you look at the positioning, there are some things that are happening that you can ignore, you can bypass, or you can figure out how to make it work for you. Fahima in the chat says, Tubi isn't ratchet. Their programming is quite diverse. It is. It just, I mean, they are known right now amongst us for a certain type of programming. But I think the flip side of that is, there's an audience just like those bootleg DVDs. There was an audience for back in the day, straight to VHS movies, etc. And it's giving young filmmakers <laughs> of varied skills, right, opportunity. So 
It's what you make of it. You have a choice. When you log in, you can choose whatever you want to watch. If you want to stick with old classic sitcoms, you can do that. If you want to look at faith-based stuff, you can do that. Right now, they have a bunch of Christmas movies on a bunch of Christmas movies on deck. Do you remember back in the day when there was only one or two Christmas movies and we watched The Peanuts and Rudolph and all of that over and over again? Now, there is so much. Everybody has their own little version of Christmas, which makes sense because we all do. But just an observation. So, um, you know, get into it. Tubi is branching off. And look, they're tapping into the WNBA, which is an untapped market, which is looking for more airspace. People are interested and looking for ways to get into the players. It's an emerging market itself. So you never know what can develop from that. Um, good luck to them. Appreciate it. And we'll still check out our little Rache involvements every now and again. Okay, so listen. Dr. Jackie of Married to Medicine. She is under a bit of fire. These are resurfaced comments that she made on an Instagram Live with Dr. Heavenly. I'm not sure the date that this actually aired. But basically, she's a gynecologist and obstetrician. So she works with we assume her clientele might be mixed, but we assume there's a great deal of black women that are in her client base. And during this particular live, she had a conversation on black women and health when they are going to the doctor. I'm assuming she's specifically talking about within pregnancy, but it might extend to other areas. So let's take a listen. Sometimes as African-American women, we're a bit more dramatic and that you go to the doctor and you complain and you complain and you complain and you're not taken serious because you cried wolf the entire pregnancy. That ain't me, boo. I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. I didn't say you. I just said as, as African-American women, we want to also make sure you're being serious with your doctor and not playing the game so I can take you off work. Because then we see you 25 times in the pregnancy. It's hard to believe that there's a true problem when there's a true problem. So I get it. I understand there are always people that are going to try and game the system, try and get around the system, try to get over, you know, how can I do this? Ooh, can I extend my time? Whatever. And I, I'm not trying to say that black women are excluded from that group or that they would not be like some others on occasion be involved in that, right? However, with the morality, morality, mortality rate that we have for black women as far as birth, for the amount of times we hear about black women being ignored, about their pain, there's been studies done about not just black women, but since we're specifically talking about them in this instance, about black women and doctors not wanting to give them pain medication because they think that, oh, they have the potential to, they're just trying to get it to use it because they have a drug problem or things of that nature and their pain is bypassed or serious illness or disease is ignored because they believe that they are exaggerating their pain. I think that it is 
a scary thing to hear from another black woman. And, you know, a little bit, I wouldn't, I mean, dangerous is a strong word, but we are talking about life or death situations. She wasn't per se. She's talking about maybe the women that are trying to, you know, skip around and get on. However, she has a large platform. And as a black woman who is in that field, it kind of feels like she should have been maybe a little more careful or offered a little bit more explanation as far as her words. Andy, why are you are you laughing at me? Are you disagreeing with me? I'm disagreeing with you. Why? I okay, hear and understand your point, but I think you explained it before you got to where you had the issue. And I think what you said initially, I think she's taught she's talking about them them people who's trying to hustle the system. Right. And that's it. Should she have offered more of an explanation? I don't know, maybe. But, you know, I don't, I don't think she's wrong in her statement. I, I mean, again, I don't think she's wrong. I understood where she's coming from. But I just think that with, for example, we heard about recently Judge Hackett, right? Her daughter-in-law died after being ignored uh, by Cedar sinai allegedly. We know that there is a civil case involved in that where she hemorrhaged to death, right? And she's become an advocate for maternal health, things of that nature, as well as, you know, her son. And there's been other cases and things that we can talk about. Even Serena Williams talked about when she was going through her pregnancies, having to really get into her doctor. So I get it. And I again, I understand the hustle and I understand the thing. But I do think in healthcare, there are certain stereotypes that even our own will put on us as far as what we're looking for and the health situation. And I just think it's dire because we are so underserved in that area. And, you know, I just think that it's tricky. Again, not saying I don't understand where she's coming from or I don't see the play or the setup because we know we've all heard about somebody trying to do something or get a little bit extra time off of work or get this little money so they could do this in between. So I know it happens, but I just would maybe appreciate if she had given a little more context around it. Because her words will be taken and spread and someone that maybe doesn't understand the differences will take that and use it in ways that are not the greatest. And of course, you can't help that. But so what happens? Listen, when we come forward, we're going to get into more trending topics and headlines and get again, get into that NFL player that was jacking a Robin fools. We'll get into all of that on the other side. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580 News and Sports. Listen, you were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. That was 50 Cent's debut single, How to Rob. He got shot after that. The thing that's so crazy about that single is like being around hip hop at that time when this dropped, people were mad. Like it was serious. People really felt like, oh, dude is targeting us. Oh, it's a bullseye on our back. Like, people were really like, we have to go see Sun about this. I had to get my East Coast bag with the see Sun. Um, 50 came in wreaking havoc. 
been a troll day one. Day one troll perfected it. I feel like 6ix9ine tried to get on that, but nobody has done it like 50. How do you come in? And you think about what is it, D-Dot Angeletti, I believe that's who the mad rapper was going through that. You know, it was a skit series that they did on a couple of albums too. So they took it and flipped it with 50. But most people that do something like this with the characterization, they automatically get pigeonholed into like a gimmick rapper or somebody that is doing, you know, just punchlines and things of that nature. 50 was not. I mean, really think about what he's saying in that song. Like, Jay, what you got? Like, four million? You got something to live for. That sounds like how when the jackers come up to you and like, oh, you got that stuff on. Take that off, you know? Really, it really sounded like what the street dudes say when they come up on you right before they relieve you of your items. Andy? I think it was... uh late 90s remixed street version of Biggie's Dreams. It was. It very much was. Yep. And that's all I got to say about that. Yep. It very much was an updated. And it was a clever flip. Here's the thing. I'm going to get in my bag. And Kendi, I'm glad you checking in. You mentioned Eminem. Eminem is another one who came out with a parody, but he managed to move his stuff over to the more serious side. But, you know, and obviously... <laughs> They all came under Dre, so it might be something to that. But um, what I also will say about 50 in that time frame in hip-hop is that things were cohesive. Like, there was a plan around it, you know, a rollout. People are just out here now poo shooting stuff off and not really thinking the things through not really even if you don't have a label behind you or you're trying to build up I know social credit is so big now but still have an idea I have a plan you're leading them to somewhere is this a sales funnel what are we doing that's the artist development right there we've Man, been talking about right there facts <laughs> doesn't exist anymore we've talked about that quite a bit I mean, there's a lot to learn from the situation. If I remember, and, and I could be wrong, I think 50 said uh, it was a risk even dropping that record because, you know, he was feared that maybe he'll be blackballed. But when, when Jay-Z, I guess, at a concert said, I'm about a dollar, what the hell is 50 Cent? He was like, oh, that's the moment where he knew that he made it. Right, because he got the attention. He got the big dogs paying attention to him and mentioning his name. It was a bold move. It was a dangerous move. Really, because some of those people, especially at that time, we've been revisiting the 90s over the past couple of weeks, you know, um, a lot of fun, but there was some drama, <laughs> especially at that time period. You got to think this also dropped after Big and Pac were killed because of hip hop beef. That was the first time hip hop beefs literally took out two of our major superstars within six months of each other. So it was very heightened. And once again, we're all oversaturated with, unfortunately, a lot of death and drama these days. But it wasn't rolling like that in what? I think this was 98 when it dropped out. I believe so. Fahima says it probably. Oh, I'm not sure. I think this is about Dr. Jackie. It probably 
is a whole story, Home Birth Journey, Saving Black Moms. I believe she's referencing, there was a CNN documentary that talked about the morality rate of, why do I keep saying morality? I guess I want to lift up the morale, the mortality rate of black mothers and, you know, those numbers and we're at crisis levels with that. So again, understand that hustlers and scammers, that is the way for a lot, not just black women, not just black people. A lot of people get in on the scheme, scheme, plot, plot, but I just think that it, when we are in the dire circumstance where we are as far as healthcare and black women, we should provide more context in those conversations. That's all. That is my thought on that. Um, Yeah, Fitty, How to Rob, of course, because Andy's always on theme. That was dropped in because there is a former NFL star, actually an NFL Super Bowl hero, played on a team, one of the team that beat the um, Tom Brady New England Patriots that had not won, I think had not lost a game that year. Then they lost. Might be getting my little details mixed up. I'm gonna check it. In former game. Eagle. Um. Former Giant. Former Giant. There you go. Former Giant mm, from okay. L.A. Marino Valley. Derek Ward. He was arrested for allegedly robbing several L.A. businesses. He's former NFL running back, right? And he's 43 years old. Law enforcement arrested him on Monday at 1230. So it's important to note these are not armed robbery. He did not utilize a gun. Sounds like it was strong arm robbery where just his intimidating presence and, you know, give me the loot, give me the loot. He's six feet tall, 230 pounds. Allegedly, this is what they're accusing him of. Anyway, he was the seventh round draft pick to the Jets in 2004. He also spent time with the Giants. That's where he won the Super Bowl ring. Tampa Bay Bucks, Houston, Texas, eight-year career. He has been accused of robbing several gas stations in the L.A. area. Um, That's sad, man. Very, very sad. Um, At one point, he signed a $17 million contract. He played in 93 NFL games, 551 carries for 2,600 yards, you know, 15 touchdowns, 12 of them rushing. In short, he had a decent career, right? Made some decent money. But we know the NFL is considered not for long. And if you are not responsible with your money, if you do not take great care in setting yourself up for the future, some things are going to happen. And then unfortunately for him, seems that he got desperate and took this route to try and make ends meet. So, you know, at least no one was hurt. <laughs> Allegedly. So I got to ask this question. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's somewhat relatable to this uh, situation, right? So there was this debate online about <clears throat> they were comparing uh, James Harden's career to Robert Ory's career, right? Mm-hmm. James Harden, no championships, but worth over 300 plus million. Right. Robert Ory, seven, seven chips would about made, made over maybe 50 something million dollars. Right. So in, in a situation with this gentleman who ended up having to rob folks, obviously, because he was probably, you know, down. As a professional athlete, do you put forth 
wanting to get the bag over winning championship rings? Because, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he wasn't obviously like a star player per se. So right. He, you know. Decent career, solid. You know. But, you know, do do you, as an athlete, do you go for yourself and, and, and chase that bag as opposed to, you know, you made it, you're a champion in life, forget the rings, I, I need that money. I mean, I think realistically, everybody wants the money because it is a job, <laughs> do you know? And you want to get paid for your job. Now, if you are in a position, first and foremost, let's not act like $50 million is not life-changing money because it is, right? We understand that the money is three times that now, actually more, probably five times that. But $50 million is nothing to turn your nose down at right? You can change your life. You can change your family's life. So be it. I look at someone like Junior Bridgman, who played in the 70s and 80s in the offseason, started working at Wendy's, ended up buying some Wendy's franchises, ended up buying some car dealerships. He owns one. I I can't remember all of the franchises, but he owns several, is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire businessman, way more than he ever did when he was in the league. He made essentially no money when he was in the league. He also bought Ebony Magazine for his daughter, who now runs it, and things of that nature. So I feel like if you were smart and you were paying attention, Magic Johnson under Dr. Buss, you know, Magic then became sort of the godfather and lots of players came to him to get information about business or whatever. We see Shaq being that in some ways, currently passing the torch along that way obviously LeBron has blazed a path we know what Jordan did and what he meant to the game I'm using a lot of basketball players but obviously there's NFL players that can fit in the same boat there are examples of how you can take even if you were on a minimum salary and I know it might be hard because there are a lot of expectations with these guys sometimes to take care of their whole family and those type of things. But I feel like, especially currently, there are more resources available to them, more ways in which they can track their money, lock up their money, put their money aside for when they are more educated and ready to take on that risk. Because we talked about with Antoine, most people think he gambled away his money or that he was spending it on designer stuff and things like that. It was just that he was doing the right thing, investing in properties, buying things of that nature. However, he wasn't managing them and he didn't have the time to because he was just trying to focus on basketball. So it wasn't that his business managers robbed him. He said that they actually saved him because, you know, they kept him so that he didn't lose every everything in what happened. And, you know, he's since come back from that. But I think that I know people come from various backgrounds and financial literacy isn't something that we're taught or understood. And you're coming into all of this money. But what I also know is that there are a lot of resources there. And if you don't know, there are people, don't trust the man, don't trust the man at the bank. You got a teammate or a homie that knows a big homie that's a teammate or so forth, you know, in the league that can give you some game and you can make better choices. I don't know if it's um, 
being done already, but they need to also have something for retired athletes as well, too. They do, though. Do they? This okay. is the thing. They, and again, right. it's getting better. All of the leagues have, they have a retired players portion of, that's part of what these players associations are. They set aside health care benefits for them. They have their pensions and so forth. Like, even all of these players, even even if they go completely broke in theory, they still will have access to their pensions when they get of age. But there could be, if you stop playing at 31, 32 years old and you can't touch your pension till you're 55, that is a lot of time in between. Also consider the women that you're marrying. We've been having a lot of conversation about these type of things, but seriously, how would you feel if you get married and then divorce and your wife or your ex-wife is taking half of your pension. That's real life. It happens. So I just, I understand that we all didn't grow up in the same way or having the same access. But I feel like in a lot of ways, that is poor excuse in the age of the internet. You're getting ideas and conspiracy theories off TikTok. Why can't you go get a little bit of financial input as well? I don't, I mean, I'm just saying. Um... It's possible. Um, when we come forward, we're going to get into more trending topics and headlines. We're going to get into these comments on YouTube. I see you guys in there, and I'm going to respond to you next. You are locked in. It's RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we got to get to the YouTube chat. As I always tell you, it is active in there. The comments are going. So, um. Pretty Brown Mimi, she mentioned a CNN documentary. She said it was the whole story, Home Birth Journey, Saving Black. And it was hosted by Abby Phillip, and she said it was a powerful show. Again, black women, as far as maternity and their health, is an important topic. And I hope that it is something that we hear more about and that, you know, more doctors can get in the conversation. I don't fault Dr. Jackie for her thoughts. I just wish a little bit more care had been exercised and how she expressed them and a little more context around it. Kendi says he doesn't feel sorry for Derek Ward. Tony Yayo says dude was a running back, not a lot of dollars. The running back position has been devalued, especially over the past 10 to 15 years. It definitely isn't what it used to be. It definitely doesn't hold. Um, you know, there's some teams we've talked about that, not we per se, but people have talked about how there are teams that could benefit more from utilizing their running back and saving their QB as far as, you know, being vulnerable, being exposed, saving, you don't want your QB necessarily running all those times, running all over the field, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's a change. Every game evolves. Just like basketball has sort of evolved from positions. What's the difference between a shooting guard and a small forward? I know, in theory, we know height, uh, but you look at somebody, there's a lot of tall um Shoot, you know, now, but again, the game evolves, things change as we move on. Um, Tony Yayo also adds that his 17 million was not guaranteed since he got released, only 4.5 million was guaranteed. Yet, NFL contracts are not like NLB, MLB, or NBA, where they are fully guaranteed for the amount. There are a lot of incentives in them, and um, really, if I was an NFL player, which I'm not. And never could be or would be. 
I don't know if that would be my pick because they have the last of the um, benefits. You know, I mean, I how can you say that about something that the average salary is over a million dollars? But really, they do. They kind of get messed up um, with some of the things that they allow. But that's their union. I'm sure they'll get it together. Ray Alexander asks, do you believe that having more black agents will help black players keep their money and avoid bankruptcy since 70% of NFL players are black. I think that it is a matter of working with people with integrity and honesty. You need to do a little bit of homework on your end and understand what is being presented to you because just because someone black is presenting something to you does not mean that they don't have the ability to mess you over too. Right. So you have to, and I know it's hard because there's so many things coming at you. Maybe you instill a pot. First of all, all the leagues and the players associations have resources for these guys, right? Understand the trust factor again, may not be there. That's why I said, Talk to your other players. Also, you can absolutely say, hey, I want to defer this conversation till the summer until I have some free time and space where I can get into this. Because when I'm in season, all I want to do is focus on what's going on in season. So, you know, we'll have to see what develops with that. Ray also asks, do you believe that the HBCU law schools could partner with the NBA and NFL Players Associations to start sports agent law programs in order to produce produce more black sports agents? I think something like that is in some way in existence to a degree, probably not as formal as you would like. But I think that that is an amazing idea. We certainly would want to see more of that. So when we come forward, we're going to get into another NFL connection, another reality TV show connection. This time, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we're going to talk about this thing about rating women. Do you guys rate women outside of it? Not, oh, they look good, they're attractive. Do you give them number ratings? We're going to talk a little bit about that. And, of course, more trending topics and headlines, all of that. I got a Dwight Howard update. Lots of, you know. Like I said, legal files. We're going to get into that, too. On the other side, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe and KBLA Talk 1580 News and Sports. Up next.